Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Dimly lit room where? Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today on a Friday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Chuck Schumer, brave American, pulled the country from the brink of default. Who is he? He's the uh, head guy in the Senate, head Democrat. That was a sarcastic general manager, a general manager who will never lead this organization. I'm kind of excited about playoff baseball this weekend. Plan to watch a little. Might even attend a game, trying to still work that out. Mm. Might go. I've never been to a... Uh, I don't know if I've ever, ever been to... I'm, I know i never been to a playoff baseball game. Pretty sure I've never been to a playoff football game. So, yeah, that'd be very exciting. We'll yeah, you love the atmosphere. It's great. Yeah, you know. I have to take out a small loan to afford a hot dog and a Coke. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, it's funny. I was watching a little of the uh, one-game L.A. Uh, St. Louis playoff, and they would pan the camera across the crowd peri- periodically. And because it is L.A., half the people were just looking at their phones. Yeah. Just seeing and being seen. Um, I just heard something astounding on uh, NPR that I want to talk about. I just, I, while it's fresh in my head. How about we start the show officially? I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on Friday. It's Friday, October 8th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules or eggs at Mark. Chuck Schumer won this game of chicken. As two trucks drove towards each other on a country road, one or the other was going to turn or you were going to have a lot of dead chickens. I wish Republicans hadn't blinked. We shouldn't have done that. There you go. All right. All right. One of the trucks doesn't turn, you're going to have a bunch of dead chickens. I don't think that's the way chicken works, is it? Huh? It's chicken truck chicken? He, is that what he's describing? Yeah, I, when I heard that, I almost wondered if uh, he has heard about chicken as like a super smart high school kid who went to Princeton on the debate team and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's heard about chicken, but I, I think he thinks there are chickens involved in chicken. So it seems. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, that's not my understanding of the highly inadvisable pastime. Yeah, I've told the story before. A kid in high school, uh, he go out to the fairgrounds and play chicken with people, and one time the other guy didn't turn, and he has been in a wheelchair since. Oh my gosh! Just it's it's dumb. I've told my kids it's dumb. It's just a dumb thing to do. It's something dumb people do. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> it's it's Darwin's but, favorite game. Oh. Hey, Ted Cruz, I know you're trying to be all regular Texas guy. There are no chickens involved in chicken. <laughs> um, so here's the astounding thing I just heard on NPR. And just, I'm, I'm tempted to just grab the whole thing and air it. It's just it's 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 unintentional satire comedy. It was all about yoga equity. Oh no. And how yoga is dominated by rich white women, which um, in terms of paying to go to a yoga studio, it might be. Uh, and, 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 and buying yoga clothes, it might be. Uh, what, what's your remedy for that? But anyway, how people of color and the LBGTQ community do not have access to yoga that 
and kept using the word colonization of yoga over and over oh, again. Oh, boy. I mean, it was just, it was all your favorite buzzwords into the story of yoga. Hey, here's, here's a message to, to anyone out there. It's like, it's the same reason I don't have a gym membership. I don't want to pay for it. So you know what I do? I exercise at home. There's nobody stopping me. Go oh, ahead and do no. you, go ahead it's, and do yoga on, on your own living room floor if you it's want. It's the colonizing of sweating. <laughs> The colonization of yoga. Oh, Lord. So only like starving Indian people should be able to do yoga. Yeah. The white whitewashing of yoga, the colonization of yoga, yoga equity, all just all your favorite buzz terms around freaking yoga. And people are hilarious. And everybody taking it with a completely straight face. I mean, just as if it, you know, it makes perfectly good sense and how awful it is. And we should all have our brows furrowed over the fact that too many rich white women are doing yoga now. Weird! How weird is our culture? I so, so wish. I mean, I sincerely wish we could somehow divide the country in two and run an experiment. We get to run our country the way we see fit. Y'all with your yoga colonization attitudes, you run yours, legalizing crime, letting criminals out of jail, the rest of it. And then after five years, let's do a little comparison. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so the, the main point was how great... The pandemic has been in an unintended consequence for helping with the colonization of yoga because yoga went online mostly. And so people of color in the LBGTQ community and whoever else, um, I'm not exactly sure how those fit. I mean, so your your premise seems to be that it's awful that it's not just people of Indian heritage, heritage that are doing yoga, mm-hmm. but then it turns into people of color. Because a, 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 a black American has got nothing, no more to do with yoga than I do. Um, and then and I, what about the gay fellas? How do they factor in? I'm not sure how that factors in either. <laughs> and, anyway, so there are a lot of... They're yoga, out there with Ted Cruz's chickens. They're just irrelevant to the conversation. I guess because a lot of yoga classes went online or people started yoga classes online. Now more people, there's more yoga equity happening in the United States. Oh, right for now. the love of all that is holy. Is <laughs> I, there anything too ridiculous for these people to say? I know it. I... Know it. Good Lord. It's like, a, it's like a, a mental illness. And I had just watched the opening uh, from Tucker Carlson last night in which he had some clips from MSNBC where they were making the argument that arguing at school board meetings over vaccines and masks is a, is a form of white supremacy. And I thought, oh, yeah. it's just, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't even know how to make arguments or who to talk to. Speaking of chickens, maybe we should just clock, 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 clock. I, I don't know well, how do you respond either? to an argument that insane. I mean, what are you going to say? White supremacy. I'm concerned about what my kids are learning in the classroom or or that they have to wear masks when there's no data to support that. The government shouldn't have to be able to make kids wear vaccines. Maybe you agree, maybe you don't. But it ain't white supremacy yeah. that's driving that conversation. So if yoga routines, canceled. if the argument is <laughs> nice, not wanting your kid to have to wear a mask in school is white supremacy and there's a lack of yoga equity. I mean, how do you? How do you form your arguments against that i think it's just that they've gone to the ludicrous extreme of countering every argument with you're a racist you're a colonizer you're a white supremacist i don't know they seem like they really really believe it doesn't seem like a tactic but i don't know you you want ice cream with the pie yeah i would you're a white supremacist say people who don't want ice cream with pie that's just their only argument god that's just looney tunes (laughs) (laughs) yoga colonization good yeah of all the things to worry about going on in the world, the thing that's got your your uh, tights in a bundle, 
yoga routines. The thing that's got your Lululemons up your yeehaw. <laughs> is, Pardon me? Your yoo-hoo. Is, uh, <laughs> is yoga, the lack of yoga equity. So here's a question for you on the whole. It, it was an Indian practice that swept the world because people like it so much. Is I, that cultural appropriation or I colonization? I, I, or? I, I, can't, I can't buy the the idea of cultural appropriation. That makes no sense to me. That's what about, the history of the world. That's this tribe seeing that tribe has fire. Oh, look, they made that rock round, and now they can roll things. Let's us do that. That's the history of the world. They're cooking meat over that's, the fire. That's colonization. Hey, that's caveman supremacy. They ate those berries <laughs> and died. Let's not eat those berries. They cooked those berries, and they're delicious. Let's cook those berries. What the that's just the way the world works. So was the British invasion, the music in 1964, was that colonization or cultural appropriation or what? How would that mean those damn British bands? They, they were colonizing our charts and pushing lame American acts off of them. It's all it clearly colonization. It's all ridiculous. I know it is. It's, it's laughable. Folks, join us, please. Don't just resist don't don't just not do it. Resist it with everything you have, or it's gonna ruin the country. I got a buddy that's into yoga now. He said there's a certain pose that makes him cry all the time. Makes him cry? Yeah. Like from pain or emotional, no, emotional. release? There's something, uh, what? The, there's something about one of those famous yoga poses that like squeezes one of your emotional glands or something like that. <laughs> and it's, it, it, what, you know, that's what they've been claiming, right, for thousands of years, really. Is uh is you know your emotional stuff is tied into your physical stuff and there's different parts of your body pressure points is is part of that and all that sure, sort of thing and, and your chi of course uh, yeah. mind your chi anyway I just find that interesting the idea that if you get something all squeezed up it makes you cry and gets the the sadness out of you or something wow wow I got to find that one <laughs> or uh, one of your testes is getting uh, squeezed yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, interesting. I've had a couple of friends, multiple friends, say you really ought to get into yoga. I know. I've had people say that too. I just don't I see do me it. do. I don't see me doing it. You'd look great in Lululemons. I would do it alone. I'm not like anti or think it makes you an F word or anything like that. Um, uh, but um, I just I'm not going to be in a group full of people doing that. I'm just not. I've heard about the heat and the tooting. I just well, I was going to say the F word. It turns you into is a flatulator. From what I understand, is there's relaxed, then there's too relaxed. I'm more, I'm more English in my manner than, uh, than say uh, yoga relaxed, it, effusive Italian type. I'm, I'm a little more controlled. You know what I mean? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to be flatulating in front of people. It's terrible. Hard no. fart primary. No, definitely not. It's the very basics of human behavior to me. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's good. Plus, we have clips of the week, of course, since it's Friday. Well, that's cool. All that on the way next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Jobs numbers are in, and we added half as many jobs as they were expecting. That is going to be a big deal today in uh, financial talk. Mm, not good. No. More on the that. other hand, the uh, the COVID is on the way down. Or yeah. so oh, yeah. See. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yep. Coming up, mailbag, freedom, love, and quote of the day, etc. But first, it's time to take, take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cal Clips of the Week. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Parenthetically, 
When you build a charging station, it's like back in the day when my grandpa worked for the American Oil Company back in the turn of the, in the 19, 1920 in that area. 2020, Joe Biden is now officially dead and buried. So we really need to talk about the substance of this. And it's crucial to juxtapose that contrast within those realms of varying perspectives. The thing I saw on Facebook over and over again was there were conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for Facebook. And Facebook over and over again chose to optimize for its own interests, like making more money. We are the most transparent company in the industry. We would welcome government regulation. Facebook communicating problems on Twitter. That's like Burger King running out of fries and having to announce it on a Big Mac. <laughs> They said you were urinating on a mailbox. Oh, they're out of their minds. I was just blown away that he was still on the route. I just assumed he would have been taken off of it. And the San Francisco Giants, they have beaten L.A. for the National League Western Division title. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. If we could just finish this thing, what did they say? We're not building more well. There's no conversation. There's no, there's no adult dialogue, if you will. There's still an opportunity for Republicans to join us in being adults in the room. We need the kind right now. I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. But two people do not have the right to sabotage what 48 want and what the President of the United States want. That, to me, is wrong. Yeah. Some people made fun of the way the rocket looks, but I think it's cool. I like it. Nothing to, to, to make fun of. We're inseminating the, uh, the, the space program. That is. President Xi Jinping has pledged to bring the island under Chinese Communist Party control. They've learned from us from Desert Storm that in order to win these wars, you have to you know, punch hard first the first time, make it so bloody that the, the enemy doesn't want to respond here. It's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down. Power! It was there that doctors confirmed her worst fear. A tiny spider was living inside her ear. This copy was literally just handed to me. I barely know what this says, and I certainly don't care enough to lie about it. Best undergarments I've ever worn. Are you willing to mention the brand or not? No. Some sort of thong? <laughs> yeah, Michael. That's what I'm rocking, the thong. <laughs> that clip from Bernie. We, we should have spent a little time on that. We just got kind of busy. I think it's... Wrong for two to what was it? What was his uh, phrase? How do you phrase it? To, to just two people to hold up the whole thing, and obviously that's uh, you know a good spin on the story, but that's not what's happening. Fifty-two people are holding up the whole thing. Yeah, two people to contradict the desires of the forty-eight. That's a bizarre way to look at it, Bernie. Two two people are voting their conscience and they're winning. You're losing. Shut up, Bernard Sanders. That's right. That's the guy. I knew it was him. Mailbag. I'm sorry. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. Yes. Well, this is a good one. Finishing up our series from Roman statesman Marcus Tullius Cicero. Within the character of the citizen lies the welfare of the nation. Oh, my. Yeah. Within the character of the citizen lies the welfare of the nation. Yeah, well, it's they get the government you deserve is what that is. 
More or less. And the uh, the morality, the culture of the citizenry will be played out in the yeah. culture of the government. If you're going to spend more than you make in your personal life, which uh, most people do, um, your government's going to. For instance, yep, mailbag. I like this from Michael. Guys, it looks like Justin Trudeau just tweeted out his password. 2SLGBTQQAI plus meets most websites' password requirements. I think he accidentally uh, did that. That could be. Uh, Oh, Jeff wants to know, guys, uh, does the new guy, Alex, know about the A&G rule about sports predictions? That if you make a sports prediction, you have to bet a finger. Hmm. Because everybody makes bold, dumb sports predictions, but nobody's ever held to account for it. So, yes, Alex, you'll get one free pass for making a sports prediction without betting a finger. He made a strong prediction. Giants sweeping four. I thought he said Dodgers? L- L.A. in four. He thinks Dodgers sweeping four? Which well, is it's it, a five-game series, right? Oh, yeah. That'd be hard to do. So you're, you're just you're you'd, way off, man. You'd really have to beat a team bad to win four games in a five-game series. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You'd yeah, really likely. You'd have to dominate them so bad they decide to play again or something. I guess it's just or, weird. Or you win seventy-five to nothing in the league, awards you two wins <laughs> right. or something. It's it's unlikely at best, though. Guys, here's my review of Squid Game. It's an anti-K drama, whatever that means. Somewhere between Hunger Games, Fight Club, and a Mario Brothers video game. If the creators of were on acid, it's not for everyone. It's extremely violent. Play at your own risk. I'll talk about that later. I watched episode two. And uh, I guess that's all we have time for. More hmm. later. Uh, jobs numbers are a problem. There'll be a big conversation point all day long. You should have some info about that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So unemployment ticked down. The new numbers are out. It's funny. I uh, heard a guy say, this is the first time in real life I've heard this. Yeah, I heard a guy say the other day, I got to go back to work. They cut off my unemployment. That was a fun uh, year and a half, I think he said. <laughs> Happy to do that for you, sir. Enjoy my money and that of my children and grandchildren. So he stopped paying people to stay home, and some people are thinking, well, I guess I better go back to work. So that's unsurprisingly the way that works. But in terms of adding jobs, we added about 194,000 last month. They were expecting 500,000. So added 194. Consensus was an expectation of around 500,000. So it's less than half, and that will have the markets wiggling all day long and uh, economists claiming they know what that means. Well, as a guy who's failed to meet most people's expectations my entire life, I'll tell you, those are devastating numbers. <laughs> Failing to meet expectations, kind of my wheelhouse. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like I can speak with authority on this topic. So, Hilarious. Speaking of jobs and money, you know what? Be, ah, I can't even decide. I love this. You're talking about uh, paying people to stay home, and when you stop, they go back to work, and... You know, there have been so-called serious journalists in the New York Times and the Washington Post, for instance, who've denied that that's a reality. Oh, no, 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 that's not true. People wouldn't do that, which is a a denial. People like the dignity of work. That is a denial of reality so delusional you fear for the person who wrote those words. But uh, I I read part of this email yesterday. It's so good. I just wanted to finish it. Then we'll get back to economics and that sort of thing. But 
Uh, Jimmy in San Francisco writing about uh, how his 7- and 10-year-olds, he was talking about basic economics and uh, uh, Jen Psaki's ridiculous comments about companies not passing on taxes to consumers. In a 15-minute car ride home, I managed to explain how a company selling hamburgers would figure out what they should charge, how price affects demand, and how taxes would affect the cost of the consumer as well as the profit. I then shared Ms. Psaki's comments, and my 7-year-old got a belly laugh at how ridiculous it was. I was already happy enough to impart some knowledge, but then at bedtime, my 7-year-old asked me if, after I read him a story, could I teach him more about that supply and demand stuff? So I went over incentives and disincentives and explained, for instance, the change in definition of grand theft in California. And I asked him if he thought there would be more or less theft if the penalties were less. Well, needless to say, my seven-year-old knows more about economics, behavioral economics, and has more common sense than half of our elected officials. He nailed it. We're doomed, but I'm proud. I'm a proud dad. From a parenting standpoint, that's something I've discovered just recently. And uh, it's funny that would come up is how interested kids are in a lot of grown up topics that you'd think they might not be. They find it fascinating. So I'm going to spend more time on that and less time on stuff I would bring up just to like, you know, have something to talk about and amuse them. You know, it'd be a wonderful challenge to come up with a, 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 a elementary school curriculum on economics. I would love that project, although uh, I would never get it into schools because they would demand that I discuss colonization and white supremacy and systemic racism and that sort of thing and how that affects economics. And We have to mention one of the biggest news stories of the day. I'm about to get there if it's the one I'm thinking of that we discussed earlier. Well, Axios has a really interesting piece uh, about a combined study, University of Texas at Austin and Stanford University, trying to figure out why so many people move from California to Texas. And they came up with a, you know, a lot of comparisons are fairly equal. This one does well on that. That does well on the other. But it's funny that they should come up with, come out with that because Elon Musk just announced Tesla is moving its headquarters from California to Texas. He had hinted for months that it could be imminent. He also started residing in the state. Um, Tesla's ramped up their factory in Austin. Uh, many operations for his aerospace firm, SpaceX, are based in Austin. Musk lashed out last year at California's restrictive shelter-in-place measures during the coronavirus pandemic. State legislators said, F you, uh, uh, Elon, to which he replied, okay, now I know how you feel. And uh, and so off to Texas for, um, uh, for the most valuable car company in the world. I, Oops. Uh, what was that? Oops. Oops. Rick Perry. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I drive a Tesla and regularly drive by the big plant in Fremont where they make the Teslas on the way to my son's doctor's appointment and always kind of take some sort of like weird local pride in the fact that the world's most valuable car company, actually more valuable than the next nine car companies added together, which is just astounding. And a little crazy, but and okay. A little crazy. And yeah. the world's richest man by far. And now that th- that is all going to a different state. And the the weird thing that I noticed in going through some of the Twitter Twitter reactions to the news headline yesterday was good. We don't want you here anyway. Or take your blah 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 crap and get out. Uh, you Perfect. people are crazy. You want the the most valuable business in the world to leave your state and its tax base and employees and everything else. You want that gone from your state. You're nuts. Yeah. How do you think you're, you're gonna, a child? You're an idiot. You're a child and an idiot. You're an idiot child. child? How do you right. think you're going to uh, afford your utopia where homeless get to lay around in their drug haze and kids get to go to school from age four to 22 for free and all these different things? 
How do you expect to pay for that if the, the biggest companies in the world won't be in your state? You you childish morons. <laughs> well, that is the great blind spot of gr- progressives. They think the economy will just keep producing no matter what you do to it. So uh, Aaron Mellon, spokesperson for Gavin Mussolini, the governor, the lunkhead governor of Cal Unicornia, defended the state's policies, etc. California is the birthplace of innovation, the fifth largest economy in the world, and home to the biggest ideas and companies on the planet that succeed. That success is not despite our progressive policies. It's because of them. No, it's not. We stand up for our workers, public health, and a woman's right to choose. Ah, uh, I don't think they're performing abortions there at Texas, at Tesla, rather. It's, uh, it's not really a factor. These are California's fundamental values, and we'll continue creating more jobs than any other state. So getting back to the study of uh, my people who are moving to Texas from California. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Lone Star State has lower income taxes, but higher property taxes, lower percentage of insured residents, for what it's worth. Golden State has much higher income taxes, spends 60% more on more than Texas on a per resident basis. Much bigger government, much bigger expenditures per uh, resident. California also spends more per K-12 student, but student outcomes are, if anything, better in Texas. The study concludes. So the real difference that they cite houses that are over half a million dollars. In California, it's 58%. In Texas, it's 8%. Yeah, well, that's not surprising to me. And there are differences in wages as well, but they don't nearly uh, mirror the huge disparity in housing. And so I thought, okay, that's a pretty good study. Maybe I'll dig into it. There's probably more to it. But then uh, Rob sent this along. And this is just such a beautiful illustration of why people are leaving California. Finally, it's 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 not a straw that breaks the camel's back. It's like a 18 inch thick log stuff like this. And Rob, thanks for sending this along. Just last week, at the SEIU Service Employees International Union. They are absolutely communists, and they finance all the lefty politicians in California. It's a it's a big, powerful, brutal public employees union, among other things. It's the largest government union in California. Uh, umbrellas almost every other state union. It reached a settlement in a lawsuit against California. Government employees in California are now exempt from disclosing their COVID vaccination status or their testing status. If you're a government empl- uh, union employee, you don't have to adhere to any vaccine mandates. Interesting. But everybody in the private sector does. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if you're connected, you're exempt from the law. And people just get sick of that ass. That's why they leave. Yeah. Gavin Newsom, uh, the, the, two days after he told prison guards we're not going to make it mandatory that you get vaccines, he announced that it's going to be mandatory school kids get vaccines. Right. Prison guards, do whatever you think. Little children who are at no risk, you've got to get jabbed. Or you can't even go to a private school. Why do people leave California? Huh. So after a week of woke Nobel Prize announcements in economics and uh, science and all kinds of different stuff, um, I'm liking this Peace Prize, which is usually the most political of the prizes. But today, two journalists, one from the Philippines and one from Russia, for uh, trying to keep the flame of free speech going with journalism in a couple of countries where that is not really allowed. So that's it's very, very dangerous. Yeah, that's a good Nobel Peace Prize right there. I like that one.
Yeah, I read up on both of them. Admirable folks, man, and courageous. Oh, Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Not fake courageous with a bandana in the streets of Seattle smashing the windows of a Starbucks, but actual... Pushing a cop you know is not allowed to hit you. But actual, you might be tortured and killed by the government courageous, so... Right. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, not courageous like a college kid who bravely speaks up against white supremacy knowing everybody around them supports that idiotic point of view. Yeah, real heroes. I can't believe that the world's richest man is uh, moving his business. Has that ever happened? Once a, you know, General Motors stayed where it was, IBM stayed where it was. Has any, has any of the biggest companies in the world history ever moved like that because of government policy? Somebody don't know. Somebody look into that. We ought to talk about that fake White House set that the president has built oh, for some I was reason. Just reading about that, looking at the pictures. What is that all about? We got some theories on it, I guess. Yeah, the president, uh, sometimes you'll see him. It looks like he's speaking to you from the Oval Office or the White House. He's not. It's a weird fake. It's like a TV set. Yeah, interesting. Um, a bunch of different things. New new sex law in California that's kind of interesting. Might sweep the nation. bunch of different things. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I saw that Twitter is testing out some new prompts that will warn you before you jump into a potential fight or argument. (laughs) Yeah. To avoid fighting, you just click the prompt that says, log off forever. Yeah, uh, that's right. (laughs) Twitter prompts you with warnings like, that might be offensive, while Facebook prompts you with warnings like, that might not be offensive enough. I like kicking Facebook. Yeah, I was. I became aware the other day of a uh, certain messaging site that, in theory, has an algorithm that will tell you if your heart, your tone is too harsh hmm. before you send it. I'm not sure how that works. That's idiotic. It doesn't. I mean, what sort of moron? Would... I'm guessing it doesn't work. Is how I guess it works. Yeah, uh, I, I've I've decided Twitter is just uh, Twitter is useful for checking up on breaking news. I'll c- occasionally scan it to see what people are talking about, but as like a, a place I go on a regular basis, nah, it's too nasty. Well, um, it's the best ever for 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 getting news. The best thing ever. Thanks, mm-hmm. Twitter. But if you read any of the comments, it's it's weird. It's like reading the New York Times back when the New York Times was a newspaper. It's like reading the New York Times while standing in a, a cesspool. At the top, you've got the best news. That right beneath you, though, you've got just the worst of humanity. Well, it's like, uh, you know, going to a nightclub where everybody's angry all of the time. I mean, it's a weird way to relax. Um, I'll get to this at some point. AI flaws could make your next car racist. Do you want to drive a racist car? I don't think my car is going to be racist. Oh, yeah, it probably I, I, will be. I, I, I really don't think it is. Mm. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention? I had another thing. The sex laws? Oh, yeah, sex yeah, yeah, law? yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sex laws. So there's new sex law in California. I don't know if they do this in other states. I don't think so. If you secretly take off your condom during sex, it's considered considered sexual battery. Oh, yeah. Officially yeah. now. Yeah, I heard it referred to as stealthing, I think. You know, I don't huh. think it needs a fun nickname. That's funny. I don't know all the cool street terms, Joe, like you apparently do. Well, I, I don't I, do these sorts of things. I'm able to read. I'm literate, so I read about them. Or you're a street person. <laughs> what? You're a person that's out on the street with those kind of people. 
Good Lord. Stealthing? No, I'm at my angry nightclub, wondering why I'm there. <laughs> why do I keep coming here? Everybody's mad. Yeah, jeez, Louise. Can't I just dance? That's what I love. So you want to talk about the, the president's weird uh, Truman Show presidency? Well, so you got to explain that to me. I've well, seen the pictures. I guess it got a lot of attention uh, Wednesday. The president was holding a meeting with business leaders and CEOs on the need to raise the debt ceiling, which everybody knew was going to happen anyway. Um, but it was clear from the graphics that he was sitting in a fake Oval Office in front of like a green screen manifestation of the, the, the Rose Garden. Um, that's there next to the White House. And uh, people were amused by it. It's a literal game show set. Uh, others accused him of deliberately trying to deceive Americans into thinking he was in the White House. Well, he, he was in. He was making an appearance in Illinois talking about various crap. But And then people realized, well, wait a minute. When he was speaking then, that was the same set and, and, and all. And, and there is a, uh, there's a picture that's circulating of... Well, it looks like, you know, the uh, the friend's apartment. Those aren't apartments. Those are just sound stages with a couple of walls. What? Yeah, I know. And the camera's set up, and there's Joe Biden get his vaccine, for instance, in a fake uh, White House set. And the best people can come up with is that, and this is Stephen Miller, who's President Trump's advisor, no great fan of Biden, but he says Biden uses the imitation White House so he can read a script directly from a face-on monitor. It's set up like a TV studio for that reason. Now, I'm not sure why you couldn't do that in the White House. It would take some time and money. The reason Biden uses the bizarre virtual set for televised meetings and not an actual room like the East Room Cabinet, Oval, Roosevelt, etc. is because it allows him to read a script directly from a face-on monitor. Um, without teleprompter glass that can be seen on camera. And actually, I get that for meetings, because here he is in a meeting with business leaders, theoretically, in this one picture. And we'll we'll post, uh, let's repost so people can find it, Hanson, this uh, story from the New York Post. Um, we'll post the post. But here's a meeting with business leaders, and they are all sitting at separate desks in this fake White House set. But Joe Biden can have like a prompter right in front of him in a way that you couldn't like on a big meeting table. It would just look too weird. But why does he need that? Other presidents haven't had that. Why does he need that? Because he's a senile old man. Okay. I want to make sure we weren't leaving that out if that's the reason. Uh, well, that's you know that's that's the theory. I don't. Maybe they. It's possible. I'm. I'm going to try to be charitable here. Maybe they just think the stagecraft of always having him in front of the white white walls of the White House and the American flags and the Rose Garden out back like is every, important, uh, even like, though he's in Illinois. Like every other president has done. I I, I don't get it. I still don't understand it. Other than you're trying to like protect him more. Yeah. The I'm, the reason I'm grasping it. You know, half-assed sounding explanations is because I can't come up with a good one. And they even have the presidential seal there on the fake soundstage floor there. Very odd. And the fact that they did it across the street and not in the White House makes it seem extra something. Oh, yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, that, that set is in the South Cart Auditorium of the Eisenhower Executive Office Building, which is across from the White House. So he's going across the street to a different building to be on a TV set that looks like he's in the White House. Yes, exactly. That's easier to hide the teleprompter for him talking. Well, that's what some people believe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's odd. 
Uh, this is breaking news. We'll get into this hour two. Los Angeles sheriff won't enforce politi- politicized his words. Los Angeles sheriff won't enforce politicized vaccine mandate. Huh. That's interesting. So we'll get into that next hour. Yeah. Actually, and you're uh, a racist, racist car. I'm going to have to have a word with it. We're all God's children. Car. Are you listening to me? I don't think you're listening to me. Also, some really uh, relevant information about COVID and masks and the rest of it. Not the stuff that's wearing you out and you never want to hear about again. This is some uh, some serious perspective on what's going on and and the weird, weird religion that is formed around COVID. Matt Taibbi, with a great piece, just came out. I've just started to scan it. How, you know, they announced that new drug that can cut hospitalizations in half. Well, now the... COVID uh, fundamentalist uh, wear masks alone in cars or outdoors in a field types are now condemning the medicines because they'll lower vaccination rates. Oh, boy. Or something, or claiming that they're fake, or Trump is behind them. Uh, people have lost their freaking minds. Hey, Hanson, we got to get Scott Gottlieb on. So he's making the rounds for his book that's out that I've read the first chapter of. Let's listen to a podcast with him yesterday. Man, his stuff about the CDC at the very beginning of this thing and um, and just the government response in general where you had all these different departments uh, holding on to their information, not sharing it because, you know, it gives them more power and everything like that and how unbelievably damaging it was in the early months of the pandemic in, in making it slower to get testing and vaccines and all these different things going is it's horrifying. Boy, I mean, that's a just, story that people need to hear, too. Oh, it's it's just absolutely amazing that this happened. Yeah, plus a giant breakthrough in studying dementia and Parkinson's. And I mean giant. We'll have that and more. If you ever miss part of the show, grab it on demand via podcast. Armstrong and Getty.